on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. We have a decent amount of news, some of it regarding some crazy things potentially happening over in Saudi Arabia this weekend. Um, we're not doing Crown Jewel predictions. The show is going to come out after Crown Jewel, and we'll be talking about Crown Jewel next week. But this week, we've got retro beer ratings from quite possibly the best retro pay-per-view we've seen to date. Royal Rumble 2000. It was an awesome show to watch. I enjoyed nearly every second of it. Uh, and, and that's not to say that it got like a crazy amount of beers. I don't think, yeah, none of the matches are even in the top 10. But... It was just an awesome show. Yeah, good and then, wrestling. And uh, for the weekly recap, obviously we talked about most of SmackDown last week. We're probably going to do the same thing this week as we watch it because this week SmackDown is not going to be good because everyone's it in the Middle East right now. It was pre-recorded. Also that. We could we could talk about it by Googling the, the spoilers. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't Googled the spoilers by now, then I guess good for you. But... We have the rest, like the the last little bit of SmackDown from last week that we didn't talk about on the show, and then the rest of the weekly recap. Uh, I thought we had a decent week of wrestling, but nothing spectacular. And I thought yeah. match of the week was on Raw, but we'll see if you share the same uh, thoughts with that. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. Joe, you ready to go? Yep. Oh, let's go. Welcome to episode 80 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan, joined by Joe. How's it going, dude? Ah, uh, good. Except I just pulled the, the wire out of my headphone by accident. Oh my god. You did almost the same thing last week. It's still good. <laughs> Actually, uh, I I forgot to mention in the intro. I heard from an old friend today, from the grave. Oh, Sable? No, Sable's not dead. China? She's not dead at all. <laughs> China is. Uh, no. But their name does start with a ch. Oh. Ch- Chad. Chad. From the grave. Didn't hear his voice. I uh, he he sent he uh, he sent me a ghost text today with predictions for um, tomorrow's Crown Jewel pay per view. Nice. Uh, 
I feel like I just want to go ahead and spoil all of his picks right now. I mean, you can, but... Because it's not a prediction show, so I'm just going to say what he told me from the grave. Um, He's taking Roman Reigns, obviously. He's taking the OC, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, which I also think is a duh, Braun, duh, Bianca, the Usos, and Alexa and Asuka, which I forgot they had a match. Yeah. And he's picking Bo Dallas as his new who not on the card. He is. He's picking Uncle Howdy, a.k.a. Bo Dallas, as his who not on the card. So Bo Dallas has to show up. And he's taking uh, Brock Lesnar for blood. Nice. So it's going to be really odd if uh, a dead person wins the title this weekend, but I am all for the chaos of that happening and figuring out, figuring, yeah. And figuring out how to ship the, the belt to hell. But if there's a will, there's a way. I don't think he left a will. I think it was so sudden. Yeah, you're right. uh, Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, but speaking of crown jewel, Joe, I feel like we should open up with these uh, concerns that we have for the show tomorrow that came out earlier this week. Um, I will read to you what the Wikipedia page says about this. So on November 1st, which was Tuesday, I think, uh, there is a report that Saudi Arabia may be subject to a targeted attack by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps amid the amid some sort of protests that are also taking place at the same time. And the article stated that the attacks were planned for targets in the kingdom, which brought a bunch of concern for crown jewel that's happening tomorrow. And WWE reported that they would be going forward with the event, obviously, because why wouldn't they? That's a total Vince McMahon move. And the company had security protocols and emergency contingencies in place if something were to happen. But we're hopeful that there would be no issues. And then the next day, Iran denied all of this. Yeah. Um, I would like to ask the WWE what their security protocol is if they, if God forbid, I'm not saying I want any of this to happen, but what their security protocol is if the fucking place gets bombed. Well... I'd say a good amount of those uh, those wrestlers have already survived a Batista bomb. So they'd probably be fine. I was trying to be serious for a second and you... <laughs> okay. Um, that's a fair point, Joe. Thank you for, for your input. Um, just like seriously, like if if the place is going to get attacked, like they're going to fucking destroy the place and people are going to die. And I don't understand. I mean, I, I do understand because money is probably why it's still happening, but Jesus, man, like, is it really worth it? Like, it'll be awesome if nothing happens, which hopefully nothing happens. But if something happens, like that's going to be such a big, black eye for them like well if it's not even a black eye (laughs) what it's not even a black eye yeah it's it's like it's way worse yeah so i don't know we'll we'll um 
I mean, I'll be tuned in tomorrow. Uh, fingers crossed that nothing happens. Yeah. Because, I mean, if something happens there, I mean, we still have AEW, but. But that's gone d- downhill pretty hardcore. Yeah. So. I mean, WWE would just be done for. Yeah. It would be very unfortunate. I don't want to see any of that happen. No. Please. I don't no. think it. I think, like, the Saudi government came out and said that their concerns were on, like, the other side of the country. So. Well, that's good then. Um, what else from this week? Mm. Probably shouldn't have started with such grim potential, potential news. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, other stuff going on this week. So, Joe told me before the show, Mia Yim potentially is coming back. Yeah, which, I mean, you could anticipate that that would mean Keith Lee also. No, Keith Lee is still under a long. I I understand. Yeah, I understand that. But when that's up, like. I would imagine that he would want to go back to WWE if she's still there. That's not nice. Emma took like a big old swing at that girl. Zia Lee. Zion Lee. Was her was yeah. her name. Yeah. That That's very nice. true, Joe. That That's very nice. true. All right, Joe, no comment on Mia Yim. <laughs> well, I was the one who brought it up. It's it's okay. Like I'm she was good enough. I I've I, I've never been like a huge fan of Mia Yim. But I don't, she's good. I don't even remember. Like, yeah, I mean, she was like a mid Carter in NXT, right? Like, she did challenge mm. for the title a few times. Yeah, she was. An I feel like, but she never won I it. I don't know. I I think her biggest showing was in the 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 May Young Classic when the crowd was like so over on her that they they chanted like, "Please chant Mia," or "Please sign Mia," a la. Uh, Cedric Alexander from the Cruiserweight Classic. That's what I remember. Yeah, from that. So I don't know. Uh, and then the last little bit is WWE opening the Forbidden Door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So, uh, but not not like bringing other people in, more sending someone out, which is yeah, very, very nice of them. Very unexpected. So Shinsuke Nakamura is getting a match against the Great Muta, um, who we last saw in AEW. Not too long ago. I don't remember when this is scheduled for. I'm probably not going to watch it. I think it's it. December. Either way, I'm probably not going to watch it. I can't imagine that I would be. Uh, but it's just the idea of moving forward and doing more things like this. Yeah, I mean... It's it's exciting. It's kind of like a, we, we've seen both sides of it in a year now. It's We saw at the Royal Rumble this year. Them bringing back uh, Mickey James in. Yep. And now they're letting Shinsuke compete. Well, and the OC is there right now. Yeah. Except I, that I, one's that one's a little less. Like, it sounds like New Japan's going to strip Carl Anderson of the oh, never open weight championship. Yeah. If they probably. didn't already. They haven't yet. They did cancel the match, but. Oh, the, his match that he was supposed to have tomorrow? Yeah. Because, yeah, they said if he competed at Saudi that they would strip him. So, Oh, that's not what I read. Maybe that was fake news then. Oh, okay. I don't know. There was something else. Oh, yeah. So I uh, I read a little bit more about the, the Shinsuke match. And basically the offer went out to Shinsuke Nakamura like back during Vince, like when Vince was still in charge. And it was like immediately shut down or, you know, oh, yeah, we'll get back to you on that. And 
and it was Triple H who reached out to the person who owns Noah months later that was like, hey, is this offer still on the table? And they said, let us let us check with AEW because I guess AEW is pretty pretty friendly with Noah. And they're like, hey, if we have a WWE guy compete on our brand, would you be pissed off? And they said no. And that's why Shinsuke is now having that match. Huh. I mean, I'm excited just for the the prospect of the whole thing. Like, like I said, I'm not going to watch this match most likely, but just the potential things that could be happening in the future is exciting on that front. Yeah, that's true. All right. I want to get into this. Our retro beer ratings from what I said, the probably the best retro pay-per-view we've seen to date. I am excited to talk about this. It didn't have all the bells and whistles with regards to signs and beers that we like to talk about a lot in these retro pay-per-views. I didn't see a lot of great signs. Um, It didn't get a crazy amount of beers. But the show was amazing. Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah. Um, I only have like six signs. Joe, I don't know what you've got. I've got probably about six. Yeah, looks like about six. All right, I'm going to let you start, Joe. All right. Because I really only have one good one. So I'm going to... I'm going to start with a big sign that multiple people were holding and it made me mad because I think it was, I think the people that made the sign were stupid. It said Jericho Holix anonymous row, but it spelled out Jericho entirely. J E R I C H O Holix H O L I C S. Um, and I thought that was so fucking stupid because they made a giant sign and they did H-O-H-O instead of H-O-L-I-C-S, which is what they actually were called. And that was confirmed by Jim Ross later that night when he said the Jericholics, Jericholics, Jericholics or whatever. No, uh, I feel like it should be Jericho-holics. Well, it just looked r- stupid written down then because it said H-O-H-O. <laughs> I think that it'd be more clever if it was just H-O-L-I-C-S. Jericholics, Jerichoholics, Jerichoholics. It, Whatever. It sounds it sounds better when you say Jerichoholics. Yeah. Well, it made me mad when I was watching it. <laughs> okay. Um I'll start with I'll start with my first two. Uh the first one was I wash with ivory, which we've seen yeah. in signs just like that before. Uh and then probably my favorite one of the night, condoms prevent Dudleys. Ooh, I had that one. <laughs> um, Which, I mean, that match was so good. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get to it, but I have seen that match before. Yeah. Um, I had another two that were pretty lame. One was we'll book matches for food, mm-hmm. which was nice for nice of them to offer. And it seems like a mutually beneficial relationship. Absolutely. And then... I wrote down "We want Taz," and I was like, "That's not going to happen." But we'll get oh, back really? To that later, yeah. See, I also knew that he was in this. Yeah, there was just like a bunch of stuff. Like, I don't think I've ever watched this pay per view, but I feel like I knew a bunch of stuff that happened in it. Yeah, I have not watched this pay per view before, and I also did not know a bunch of things that were going to happen in it. Ooh, um, 
it was just an all around great time. I did, like I didn't even I, I who was going to win the rumble, but I didn't even know who was going to win the rumble. Oh, I knew that too. But even like I don't know, it's like this old stuff. When you watch the old stuff, even when you know who's going to win, it's still so good. Yeah. Cuz you haven't seen it in a long time and you know like it's going to be good. Yeah. All right. Um two more for me. China fears Nicole Bass who might have been dead at this point. I don't remember when she died. I don't know. China, I'm not talking about China by the way. Clearly yeah, alive. Clearly alive. alive. She was in this. two matches on this show. Um and then Oilers. <laughs> I saw another sign that said Tom is gay. I had a Tom is gay. And then yeah. I I thought I figured it was probably talking about the MySpace guy. Um, even though MySpace yeah. was definitely not around by then, probably not. I don't think there were any other Toms on the show. Tom Selleck. I don't think he's gay. Well, if he is, sure, that's cool. I don't think a, I didn't think a lot of people that I've I've learned on signs were gay were were gay. That's fair. Like I I learned that Vince was gay. Yeah, and Kane, who and is K- currently yeah. dating Tori in Retro World. Yeah. And hates drag shows. <laughs> All right. What else did you have? Um, I got Ray from Photo wants CPR from BB. Yep. Um, and I got a Dudley boys are s- 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 stupid. <laughs> That's two for me. You want me to just keep going? Yeah, I only have two more. I got the three eyes, irritable, ignorant, and idiot. Yep. That was that was with regard to the three A's from Kurt Angle. Three I's. Three A's. Oh yeah, yeah never mind. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why it just went on. Yeah. Um. And then, ooh, this sign's cool because this is where I used to live, the Plain Edge School District. Um, it said Plain Edge High School can suck it, and that that wasn't is that, that where you ex- went to high school. No, I went to a different school. Oh, okay. Were they your rivals? No. Oh. No, I I, uh, I went. I uh, lived in that school district until ninth grade. Hmm. I, I see. And it's also um, where, it's where my dad went to high school. Oh, okay. Uh, and all of my aunts and uncles. Man, so. the more you know. Yeah. So I saw that Plain Edge High School can suck it, and this was in Madison Square Garden, so it made sense. Yeah. They were definitely talking about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, my last two, I had Triple H is a loser. Just really stuck it to him there. Super good insult. Um, yeah. And then Got a sign that said, Stephanie can suck it. Love, Thea. I don't know if she actually, like, is that is that proven? Uh, I have to ask Triple H. Yeah. Real quick, back to the plain edge thing. Um if we're if we're talking about the plain edge right Mm -hmm. uh that's the uh the same planes that mjf could see from his his where where he's from plain view oh really yeah Yeah. over there on strong island yeah so just a little little little, uh little knowledge man i mean not only do we talk about wrestling but you get to learn things on this show yeah unless you're from those places and you already knew that yeah, I didn't do any research for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the matches. Uh, the first match, 
Kurt Angle was set to face a, an opponent to be announced. And despite this being the year 2000, it was very obvious the crowd knew who he was about to face. And I just wonder if Sean Rossap is a time traveler. Maybe. And he like sent letters to all the wrestling fans. I mean, the internet was around, but. Yeah. I mean, only like 10 people had the internet back then. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. And Bill but... Gates was one of them. <laughs> yeah. And um, the other guy. Um, the for- Al Gore was the other guy. There were two of the 10 people that had internet. Yeah. I could see that. Um, But his opponent ended up being Taz, a debuting Taz in the WWF. And uh, the crowd fucking erupted for Taz. And, well, I would say, like, as exciting as that was of a moment, this probably was maybe the worst match of the night and that's saying something because it wasn't like terrible no it wasn't terrible it just wasn't exciting you know? yeah you kind of and that's that i think it wasn't as exciting for us because we're 20 almost 23 years later at this point um so yeah, I, Taz, I, we knew i taz, have to hear taz every week on my tv yeah <laughs> still and saying dumb shit yeah, I just saw an advertisement for the Raw in Norfolk, and they advertised a Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle match. When is it? Uh, November 28th. Jesus, they're still doing that? No, I bet that's... I bet it's a lie. I, I highly doubt he's facing Matt Riddle a month I from now. Not a fall month. It's 24 days. Four weeks from now, roughly. Three and a half uh, weeks from now. Yeah. Either way. Um... So Kurt Angle comes out, he cuts this promo. Um and a little fun fact here for you, Joe. He did say, because they were in MSG, um, getting some heat from the crowd. He said if he wait because he he was bringing a gold medal or a championship to New York. And he said, if if we were sitting here waiting for the Knicks to win a title, we'd be waiting forever. And to his point, Joe, if they were waiting for that. They would still be waiting to this day. Huh. So probably a good decision not to wait on the Knicks to win a title. Yeah. Kurt Angle. It's true. It's damn true. Nice. Nailed it. First try. But yeah, the, like this was over pretty quickly. I don't yeah, know if you have was... any other highlights from the match. Not there was a belly-to-belly belly superplex. Yeah. Probably the biggest highlight of the match. And then Taz, he won with the Taz mission. And it, it was, on, I think it was like four or five minutes and it was over. Yeah, it wasn't very long. Kurt Angle loses his first match in the World Wrestling Federation. And uh, the t- they they basically, the annou- like the announcers and Kurt Angle all had an issue with um, the Taz mission. And oh, yeah, because him choking out Kurt Angle. They're, apparently they said it was illegal. That, that's a, an illegal move back in 1990 or 2000. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, because people get choked out all the time. Oh, also, I did want to say before we started, um, congratulations to the retro world for making it through Y2K. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Welcome to the 21st century. And congratulations to the retro world for making it through Y2J. Yeah. Good point, Joe. Thank you. Um, But yeah, they they, were saying like, he choked me out. Don't do it, Joe. Um, they were like, he choked me out. That's illegal. 
<laughs> I just didn't want you to do the Anna J or yeah, the Anna J. Yeah, that was disrespectful. Uh, LA Knight came out and started macking on uh, Samantha Irvin, which is Ricochet's girl. The ringside. Uh, oh, I have everything on mute and I don't have captions on. No, I, but well, it did very. It did. It did seem very much like he was doing that, which is rude. LA Knight and looks great. So does Ricochet. So does woo. Uh, Jessica Carr. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> I don't find Jessica Carr attractive at all. Mm, Sorry. Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett. He has an accent, so that's hot. Anyways, um, Taz and Kurt Angle got a beer and a half. Also, Michael mm-hmm. Cole, not attractive. True. <laughs> He's you, just Michael. a fucking nerd. Fuck you, Michael. Um, <laughs> beer and a half for the first match. And then we get into, uh, I think, another one of these matches that like is starting this whole triangle oh, this- ladder match stuff. This was the premonition for the the first TLC match. It wasn't a TLC match, but it had tables, ladders, and chairs. Yeah. And it was Uh, incredible. I've seen this match before. I don't, it was like, remember back when the WWE network, like you could just turn it on and it would just play shit live. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember watching this match, like during that, like just falling asleep to that one night. Um, back in the day and i i really just remember the spot at the end oh through like the 17 tables yeah so it was the <laughs> hardys versus the dudleys in a tag team tables match this was the first ever tag team tables match and one thing i loved you had to, both pe- both partners had to go through a table to lose the match so that was cool um and then, yeah, the spot at the end, like they took it out to like this walkway where they set up two tables and then two tables on top of those tables. And Bubba goes through three of them. And then Jeff does the swanton off the top of this, I don't know, ledge thing. that's like 15 feet up. It was awesome. Yeah. I, um, I had a lot of like, I had a lot of fun watching this match. There was really also a match. there was also a spot earlier in the match where one of the Dudleys was going to throw Jeff Hardy through a table, and Matt Hardy like dives into the ring and throws throws the table up. Uh, so so Jeff still gets power bombed from the top rope, but there's no table there anymore because Matt like at the at, just at the nick of time came in. Oh yeah, there was a couple up. spots like that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where they like they were really close to like landing on like the legs of the table. Yeah, it was it was just, it was like almost was really bad. If Matt really was like close. two seconds late or a second late, like the, the legs did the same thing a little bit after that. Yeah, and then the other note that I had for this match is that there was just absolutely fucking disgusting chair shots through the entire thing. Oh, this match and the the WWF Championship mm-hmm. match. That, oh yeah, I, I have that note twice in my notes. Oh, um, but I underlined it in this one. Yeah. Disgusting, unprotected chair shots. I also, um, I really loved the <sighs> Bubba Ray when he went through his table. So this was out towards the entrance ramp. He was sitting on a table and Matt goes to jump off of a ladder through the table. And the, the camera angle is staring like, from ringside up at Matt 
where like the cameraman would be standing like where the stairs usually are so like back up against the uh the post so matt jumps and then all of a sudden out of the camp like out of the sky jeff also comes down and lands through the table it was insane yeah like you had no idea he was there it was like it was honestly like awesome camera work because usually like it's really predictable when they do stuff like that but this time like i actually had no idea jeff was coming out of the sky and it was amazing yeah and it was like at that time matt and jeff both went through a table right and um they had gone through one but they hadn't like been put through one it wasn't you know offensively yeah, they, yeah. The, the the keywords in this match where they have to be offensively be put through a table yeah you can't just be them doing doing it by yeah accident. basically like if you jump off the top rope and you're trying to put someone through through a table that's laying on a table and they move and you go through the table then that doesn't count yeah natural table match rules mm-hmm. um i have a jerry lawler quote from this match where he said bubba ray's eyes are glazed over and it's not from eating donuts Pretty yeah, sure that was I, after one of those disgusting chair shots. Yeah, I almost wrote that down, but then I, I also, oh, just below that, I also have the note: the chair shots were disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the Hardys win this match by putting Devon through a table last. Yeah, it was a uh, the Swanton off the yeah. balcony. It was amazing, awesome match. Two and a quarter beers for this one. Yeah, which is extremely low for the amount of action that we got. It was quick. It was like, it was like eight minutes, eight to ten minutes. But like, it really was because like there was no ref bumps or, um, interference or blood or anything. It was just weapon shots, just two and a quarter beers worth of weapon shots, basically. Yeah, disgusting. So much, so much. Um. So then, after that, we did not have a match. Instead, we had uh, a contest called Miss Rumble 2000, Joe. It was bad. Where we had a bikini contest between, uh, I think it was like six different women. Basically, the six women they have on their roster. They all do bikini contests. uh, Most notably, uh, Miss Kitty or the cat who wore a bubble wrap bathing suit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Mae Young came out and got naked basically yeah she did and mark henry covered her up so i think we might be giving birth to the hand here pretty soon i don't yeah, know I, re- I wrote thank god for mark henry in that and then i also got a quote from may young right before she got naked she uh right after taking her arthritis medication said all my fans out here want to see my puppies they're gonna see my puppies <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> please don't, May." <laughs> she's so she's so old and like <laughs> it was so bad. I, this is the one like when when Miss Kitty like flashed the crowd in the last pay per view or maybe the one before that when they did the pool match. Yeah, I was upset and had to Google what it, what really happened. Uh, that did not happen this time for me. You didn't Google it? No didn't google it wasn't upset at all that they blurred it out it was a it was a bigger blur this time it was just a big x through the center of the screen that said explicit yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> like they definitely don't want us to see may young titties <laughs> yeah which i'm glad i'm glad that they did that um this entire thing got three quarters of a beer i thought i should share that um it was all just for entrances though yeah 
Um, and then one more note before we get into the next match, uh, they cut to like the WWF live from, I think also New York city. Um, but really the note here is that Jonathan coachman is now working for the world wrestling federation. Oh yeah. I, uh, made a men- I it was only a mental note for me. Mm. Mm. I, I recognized him at that point, but I was like, coach is so, was such a bad commentator. Yeah. Well, just like back then, like, oh man, who did we have? We had him who was terrible. Michael Cole, Cole. was terrible. Um, the other guy that works that works for New Japan, oh Kevin Kelly, he was okay, but he was probably like the least weird out of the three of those dudes. Yeah. Um, but let's get into now. The next match was triple threat match. Intercont or for the uh, undisputed. Intercontinental champion. It which, wasn't undisputed. It was it was like shared or something, right? Yeah, it was to determine oh, yeah, the yeah. undisputed. So it was determined the undisputed. Which didn't make any sense to me because there was a third person who didn't hold either of the titles. But either way, we had Chris Jericho in China, which they were both like co-champions or whatnot. And then also Hardcore Holly. He was yeah, also I there. I don't know what happened between last pay-per-view and this pay-per-view to make them co-champs, but... Yeah, because like they do a, such a terrible job, like recap doing the recaps in these in these days. But also, I don't mind that because it makes the pay per view shorter, and yeah. it doesn't really matter that much. I'm just watching it for the beer drinking and the sometimes good matches. Yeah, I'm I'm in it for the storyline as well. Yeah, uh, a little bit, a little bit, but mostly for like the major ones, you know. Yeah. Um, but. Chris Jericho getting cheered pretty hard uh, yes. during this pay-per-view, which was surprising to me. Yeah. And during this match, like I also found a new appreciation for Chris Jericho that I, it had nothing to do with his in-ring skill. It was uh, for the first time I, uh, I saw Chris Jericho as a huge part of the women's revolution. Cause obviously, mm-hmm. obviously China is a huge part of the women's revolution. And this is someone coming from someone who's not crazy about intergender matches in just for the sake of inter- intergender matches. But I think at this time, China being there for intergender matches and Chris Jericho being that person that she kept on going against uh, was like hugely instrumental of saying, hey, women aren't just see last segment. They're also good wrestling. Yeah, and it, it and Chris like Hardcore Holly obviously had his part in the match, but this is Chris Jericho's third time in a pay per view with China, and him being comfortable enough to do that three times in a row is is was uh, something I I earned a little like I I started respecting Chris Jericho a little more for. Yeah, and and he could have taken this whole thing and just been like, dude, fuck this, I'm just gonna go through the motions and like. Yeah, because she had that match with Val Venus where uh, where it was like, okay, we're going to use a vacuum cleaner and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that like that didn't really do anything for for women's wrestling. But I think that once she got into the feud with with Jericho, it was like a legitimate wrestler versus a legitimate wrestler. Right. Yeah. So that that was just like the the new appreciation that I I gained for Chris Jericho uh, through that. It was impressive. I liked it. Now, beyond that, though, uh, I just wanted to say that 
this was probably China's worst match that we've seen intergender match. Sure, sure. She wasn't great here. Um, and she, uh, Hardcore Holly also tried to murder her with a chair. I just thought mm-hmm. I'd point that out. Um, but Chris Jericho wins this match with a lion salt onto China. And it uh, got one and three quarters of a beer. Yes, that's, that's what I got too. Average match. I w- Do you think one and a half or one and three quarters is average? I would say one and three quarters probably. Yeah, I think so. All uh, right. S- speaking of average, the next match was below average. On beer but counts. The, yeah, but the people and in probably it were not. No, Billy Gunn's not below average. He's above average. Talking about his butt. Yeah, he's got an above average ass. And the amount, he's got higher than the average of sons that he's adopted. Yep. Yep, definitely. Uh, we had the <laughs> New Age Outlaws versus the Acolytes. Yes. And I barely have any notes for this. No, I have I have an Xbox interference and ref bump are my only notes. Wow, those are two of my four notes. And then my <laughs> other my other two notes say that a famous sir wins it quick for the outlaws and that this was over quick. Mm-hmm. Which is basically saying the same thing twice. I uh, got a beer. The outlaws retain the tag titles. That was pretty much it. Um, but then the two best matches of the night by far was this one and then the Royal Rumble came on last but Triple H versus Cactus Jack in a street fight this is and was an all timer the yeah. story leading up to it uh, everything like go- everything that went into it where Triple H got mankind fired or something like that I think, I think he, they said it, was, in the story. it was the it, uh, McMahon Helmsley era so he fired a Self, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it it was just like, yeah, I, I would have to go back and watch it because I didn't pay that much attention. Like, I usually don't pay that much attention to the video packages, which is probably bad, um, especially when I'm interested in the story, which is this is one I was interested. But yeah, and then he gets back and triple, and he basically probes Triple H into getting this match, and it's a street fight, which, um. I remember him saying, "Like you're not going to be facing mankind," and it's he uh, takes every he takes off the the mankind button up shirt and he's wearing the Cactus Jack get up. He's like, yeah. "You're going to be facing Cactus Jack." Well, well, there was also something of uh, like the in, the Rock leading the entire locker room saying, "Hey, Triple H, if you don't rehire mankind, we're all going to walk out on you." Yeah, on the company, the Rock man, just the best. Um. So some notes for this, uh, just some, some some quick takes, uh, things I noticed. Triple H doing the water spit thing now, mm-hmm. so that was cool. And I think the rest of the notes <laughs> have to deal with just the absolute like carnage that occurred in this match. Just disgusting chair shots galore. Uh, Triple H got what appeared to be. I'll I'll tell you, the wound on his leg looked like it was a stab wound. Yeah, it was disgusting. It was so gross. Like, it looked like he had a hole in his leg. I don't know how he was wrestling after it because it was fairly early on in the match. Um, And then 
I had a couple blood spots for him. Obviously, he there and then he bladed on the face, but there was like another cut I think I got on his shoulder or something like that that I counted. Um the I think it was after he went through the pins. Yeah, maybe. Um the English announce table goes down in this match. The Spanish announce table refuses to go down, which was almost made this a even higher beer count on this match. Yeah. Uh, Mick Foley went to do a pile driver through it, and it still didn't go down, which was crazy. And then, uh, let's see. Why did I say Barbie makes an appearance? Oh, because it's the barbed wire thing, not the Barbie doll. Um, so, yeah, the two by four with barbed wire around it, Barbie makes an appearance. I think this is our first Barbie appearance in retros. And they try to take it away from him. The Spanish announce team actually hides it from Mick Foley and he knocks out Hugo Savinovich, one of the Spanish announcers, uh, just to get it back. <laughs> it was a pretty funny spot. Yeah. Uh let's see. I'm gonna give my Jerry Lawler quote and then I'll see if you have other stuff from the match. I have a ton of stuff for this match, but um <laughs> Jerry Lawler at one point was like he just threw his entire body weight into the testicles of the game. <laughs> It's just like the word, like the wordsmithing, and just the fact that they use the word testicles. It's funny. Yeah, that's funny. What else did you have for this? I didn't have any quotes or signs or anything like that from this match. I mean, it was the only notes I actually wrote down because I watched all straight, so I got tired of taking notes. Probably were one the Triple H and Mankind Blood. And then I wrote Jesus Christ, and I don't know what specific point I wrote Jesus Christ during. Um, it could be. Let's see. It could be any part of this match. There was a suplex through pallets. Mm-hmm. There was. There was the English announcing table going down. There was. Let's see. Thumbnails or thumbtack thumb spots. The Rock interfering with a disgusting chair shot. Oh yeah. Um, Mick Foley gets handcuffed oh mcfoley gets handcuffed a la the uh the cage versus mankind match from the year before no it was a triple h mankind cage match i thought no rumble last year oh no rumble last year i'm pretty sure mankind gets uh handcuffed by the rock am i wrong i that was that was the man the the mcfoley match the year before yeah it was the um the i quit match i just don't remember when that yeah I just don't remember when the handcuffs came out. I don't either. I thought he got handcuffed because they were they were saying it was like a like another match that him and Triple H had. I thought is what they said. So I, what I what came to my mind was their cage match that we saw. Okay, but I, I don't just, remember. I was thinking about the the last match he had at the Rumble, which was the I Quit match. Yeah, and um, luckily the police were there to get McFoley out of the handcuffs. Thank yeah. God they had the only working key. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's better than them being on the streets. So Yeah. Luckily, Triple H didn't swallow the key or anything like that. Well, yeah, I think the keys are universal. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I don't know about that. Yeah, they can't be because then you could just buy your own set of handcuffs and always have a handcuff key. Exactly. Yeah, I might be wrong. Um, And then obviously the thumbtack stuff like you just knew a Cactus Jack match was going to have thumbtacks. And I don't think Triple H 
really got planted on the thumbtacks really at all. It was mostly mankind but setting mankind, them up. Or Cactus Jack did. Yeah. Yeah. He uh he got back body dropped through them and then that didn't end it. So Triple H hit a pedigree onto the thumbtacks, and that's what did it. The second pedigree of the match. Mm-hmm. And then um after the match, Triple H was getting stretchered out and uh, Cactus Jack just comes back out and does more damage after the fact. After like even while they're trying to stretcher him out, yeah, which was pretty funny. Um, but this got six beers. It was an awesome match. If you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. Highly recommend. And then also watch the match after it, which was the 2000 Royal Rumble. Yeah, which was just a it, like this Royal Rumble in itself wasn't incredible. I it wasn't to the differ, best, Joe. I think I thought good. this was very well booked. Yeah, I, I think it was good. I, it's not the best Royal Rumble I've ever seen, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I, I think there's better Rumbles and with more drama. Um, I think you kind of just knew who was going to win this match based off of the talk throughout the night, or you had a yeah. pretty good idea. But um, for one, like Howard Finkel announcing the rules of a Royal Rumble match just gives me the chills, for one. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, the like some of the things that were good about this was like they had a couple like big man spots. So like Rikishi dominating early, Rikishi and Viscera going at it early. Um, big boss man, I think, was the one who was actually smart and waited for more people to get into the match so they could take out Rikishi because Rikishi just kept eliminating people. And then they had the spot where all three members of Too Cool uh, were in the ring. It was just them three, and they got they did the dance off thing just during yeah. the match. And then like the only return being Bob Backlund <laughs> during this match was pretty wild. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess he was running for. He was running for something. some sort of office, is Con- what they said. Congress but, governor. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was. It was just, it was good. Uh, the only thing I didn't like it about it was the amount of random interference from Kai and Tai. And yeah, that was weird. Fuck, who else interfered during this match? Uh, it was Main Street Posse. Yeah, Main Street Posse. So Main Street Posse was interfering against uh, the Acolytes during this match anytime they were in the ring. Kai and Tai <laughs> interfered four times. Main Street Posse interfered two times. Yeah, once for Farouk and once for JBL. But the Kai and Tai would just come in randomly. Uh, and then by like the third time it was time for them to interfere, there was no more Takamichi Noku for good reason. <laughs> he got thrown out of the ring and I'm pretty sure got concussed because he did like a flip. Like they threw him out and he flipped over the ropes and his face was the first thing. Yeah, it was hit. just and they it kept on gross. showing it. Which was yeah, disgusting. they showed it so many times. While all all while Jerry Lawler was like, look at huh? look at these Chinese dudes, <laughs> just like the most like insensitive thing. Like, yeah, and he got corrected by by Jr. and he's like, kept on calling them Chinese, and I was like, oh god, this might be the worst thing he's it's done yet. Probably, it's definitely up there. And then even called him xenophobic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, the only, I think the only quotes I have during this match is from early on, and 
it had to do with i think it was the third entrance which was mosh of the headbangers who came out with um like furry cone boobs on, Mm -hmm. on his person uh, to which Jerry Lawler said, is that a tribute to May May Young? And JR is like, were hers furry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have a sub note of that. It's just I, I wrote down the order of entrances and order of eliminations. And it's just a tack next to Masha's name that says titties. <laughs> 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 That's pretty funny. Um, China enters her second rumble. Some other notes here. Um, she eliminated Jericho and then immediately got eliminated by, I think, Big Boss Man. Uh, and then really like the, the pop of the night was for the Rocks entrance, who entered at 24. 24. And, and then we had the final four of Kane, Big Show, Rock, and X-Pac. Yeah. And Big Show came out. All I can think of was taking the note of just like, Holy shit, it's Big Show's first rumble. How are they possibly going to get Big Show out? But Big Show's, as we know, has never won a Royal Rumble. So once it got down to the final four, it was if you didn't know, but you know who's won a Royal Rumble, you would know that The Rock won. Yeah. Uh, and The Rock is going to WrestleMania and is definitely going to have a singles match for the title. Yeah. Spoiler, he's not. Oh. <laughs> Well, don't spoil it because I actually don't know what happens. Okay. I just know what the title match is at WrestleMania 2000. And I know it's not a one-on-one match. I got a note here that says, when is the sign going to show up so that they can point to it? Oh, I actually wonder. So I remember, I'm pretty sure for 2004, I remember there being a sign for WrestleMania 20. I'm fairly certain of that. So we might have to wait until then, but that's a that's something that we need to look out for. Yeah. And figure out when the first sign point is. Oh boy, that's exciting, Joe. That's exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Royal Rumble in the year 2000 gets seven beers, which closes this one out for 20.25 beers. Which will get you fucked up. Yeah. It's uh it's it's it was good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And this pay-per-view sits at number 22 out of 71. Yeah, it's still really good for a WWE pay-per-view. I think 71. I don't remember. I don't know what you said. I don't remember what you said last week. Either way. It might we might be up to like seventy three by now. I haven't. I don't think I updated the last couple, so it might actually be like twenty three. But either way, it's it's in the top twenty five for sure. But it was very good. It was like start to end, start to finish. It was a very good show. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah, it was good. All right, shall we then get into the weekly recap? Yeah, I think we talked most about most of SmackDown last week. Yeah, so the only thing that we didn't talk about was the Bray Wyatt promo. We got off we we got off right before that happened. The only note I took about it was the whole Uncle Howdy thing. Yeah. Was last week the really good uh bloodline segment? Yeah, the Usi thing. 
The Usi, yeah, that was the best segment I've seen this year. It was so good. <laughs> um, yeah, the entire internet loved the shit out of it. It was it was just an incredible segment. Um, and then yeah, the Bray Wyatt promo to close out the show. Uh, with Uncle Howdy introducing himself, uh, people are saying that that could be and possibly is Bo Dallas. Chad's full up on that theory. Yeah, from or the grave would be somehow alive. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, but, uh, but either yeah, way, we, we'll we'll fi- we maybe we'll figure that out tomorrow at Crown Jewel. Um, jury's still out. We will see. We know Bray Wyatt is going to be at Crown Jewel, despite him being at SmackDown tonight, which totally mm-hmm. wasn't pre-taped. <laughs> yeah, so he's got a long flight. He's gonna. Have to, he probably he's probably already currently flying over there. Probably yeah. went from his backstage promo to to the plane and he's got a, a really long flight over to the middle east or maybe he just walks through the door that's on the stage when he that enters. is also definitely a possibility mm-hmm. let's see we talked about the emma return last week I remember we talked that about for sure. literally everything other than the bray wyatt promo yeah that's everything then madcap moss versus carrie and cross moss and cross we didn't talk about that because who cares why would we yeah yeah, then I got nothing to say about that. I probably have nothing to say about Rampage. Well, Rampage, I I did actually watch a little bit of Rampage. Um, The only thing about Rampage was it kind of gave some insight to what we saw on Wednesday with regards to the acclaimed and daddy ass. Yes. Uh, that was when Swerve tortured daddy ass and... Um, broke his fingers. Broke his scissoring fingers, which is a shame. But luckily, we have merch to fix that. There's new merch out. <laughs> which we can get to when we talk about Dynamite. That was literally the only note I took on Rampage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's everything. John Moxley entered a tournament for... Uh, ooh. Goddamn. Looks like like I wasn't really watching this match at all because I don't give a shit about Natalia. Um, but yeah, that's that's fake. There's no way she actually needed her in the nose. Yeah, but the fact that they showed it on Fox. Yeah, I mean Natalia is bleeding like crazy right now out of the nose. Yeah, after the match, so she had a match with Shayna Baszler, and Shayna just need the shit out of her in the nose. All right, yeah. Uh, John Moxley fought in place of wheeler yuda i think i don't remember who honestly I think it was four wheeler it was uh a it was the aw world championship eliminator match or tournament or whatever um and wheeler yuda was double booked with new japan so moxley came in and fought for him and beat matt menard so that he could so go that up he could against be John Moxley. So, yeah. so yeah, I think in the finals, it's going to be John Moxley versus John Moxley or something like that. That would be incredible. Or if Moxley <laughs> wins the tournament, I don't oh, know when the tournament's Andros supposed to end. I don't know when the I may, but what if the tournament ends after full gear and it's Moxley versus MJF? I don't know because MJF beats him at full gear. Maybe the 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 finisher of the tournament is going to no Moxley's not in the tournament. It's it's still Yuda. He fought 
in place of Yuta, but Yuta is, is the one who advanced, I think. Then how would it be John Moxley versus John Moxley? I was making a joke, but then you took it too far. Well, nothing All to right. do. Nothing Speaking to do. Nothing. Far, nothing to do. Into Raw? I was going to say nothing to do after that except for. Ooh, nice. But yes, let's get into Raw. Going in Raw. Um, Best match of the week. As we Seth said, Rollins. Bianca Belair versus Nikki. Oh, uh, Seth, Rollins, Seth versus... Rollins versus Austin Theory. <laughs> it was the best match of the week. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But Raw took place on Halloween this year. And uh, so comes my, I don't know, ever so often gripe with WWE programming. I fucking hate holiday shows because of their holiday themed matches. And I will say, this is probably one of the better ones they've ever done. Yeah, for sure. It was funny, and that was the only reason that it was okay to watch. But normally, like the trick or street fight, or the um, like the Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street fight, or whatever the fuck yeah. they call it, like whatever the Christmas one, the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street fight. Yeah, that one. I don't know why I said Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, they usually do like something for July 4th. What else do they do? Those might be, oh, they do a Thanksgiving one too. Yeah. They always do like a street fight revolving around these major holidays that have things that they could put in a ring, like a pumpkin, for example. (laughs) I just, uh, I'm just, I've never been a big fan of that stuff and I Mm -hmm. would like to see it go away. But the entrances of, uh, of the Alpha Academy were funny. Yeah, they did a Chippendale costume and Chris Riddle, Far- a la Chris Farley and uh, Patrick Swayze. Yeah, and R. also to both. Yeah, and also Matt Riddle dressed up as Ezekiel, which was hilarious. Yeah, um, I honestly like the only way I could tell it was Ezekiel was because of the stuff on his arms, and even then I was like, "What the fuck is he?" And I had to like make sure via the announcers that that's what he was doing um let's see roman reigns was at raw mm, yeah, and got a promo yep he had trouble hyping up his match against logan paul so he tried to make Heyman do it for him and the miz interrupted roman reigns which was a bad choice because he got knocked out which yeah. roman says is what people should be talking about instead of logan paul knocking roman reigns out which is a fair point. I also had no idea that Logan Paul had like screws in his hand or pins and rods and stuff from like hand surgery or whatever. Yeah. Uh, And that's why his one lucky punch is so deadly allegedly. But if that is true, that's like pretty good storytelling in my opinion. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I mean, it, it has like to be. Paul, Logan... ha- Paul Heyman said it. I believe him. Yeah. But yeah, with The Miz, we also learned um, why. Yeah, we learned the truth, I guess, thanks to Johnny Gargano, about why Dexter Loomis was attacking him. Which was um, way underwhelming. It was underwhelming and not at all what we had talked about last week. Um, apparently, The Miz originally started paying him to make it seem like he had a stalker 
And then uh, Johnny's theory is that he uh, at some point stopped paying. And that's why everything is so crazy now between the two of them. That's why he didn't stop. Yeah. So um, I guess more on that next week. But I was not a fan of that being the reason. I don't know. I feel like they could have come up with something way better. And that's what they went with. So I don't know. Carl Anderson wins on the go home show. Yeah. But then also doesn't. But then the it's weird. Day it's weird because in. judgment day got the upper hand at the end. Mm-hmm. I, it, it makes you think that there's going to be a girl that comes out and uh, takes out Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I really don't know. That's like the hardest match on the card for me. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm leaning towards the OC. Because I think they are going to get a de- we're going to get a de- de- debut or return. It's uh, tough. It's tough because it's Triple H's first Saudi show that he's booking. Yeah. When normally, like you could, you could pretty easily just say, like, I'm going to go with all most of the faces except for the obvious heels that are going to win mm-hmm. and be pretty good, but like mostly because it's like usually like a glorified house show. But now I have no idea. Yeah. Um, like that would be why I would lean OC is because they're the faces, but I, I just don't know. I feel like Judgment Day is also getting pushed they're on a the decent amount up. Yeah, other under Triple H, and they it, could really use this win. If there is a lady who comes and takes care of the Rhea Ripley situation, who do you think it's going to be? Dude, I have no clue. Um, I've heard, I've I know I've seen stuff online and I I I honestly can't remember like who people were picking. Like people were been... saying Charlotte Flair. Yep, I did see that because of her ties with AJ from the Mix Match Challenge and then also Bullshit. her beating Rhea Ripley uh in her Royal Rumble at WrestleMania for the NXT title. Yeah, I mean that that story is there but not one I really care to see. The one that makes most sense to me is is Beth Phoenix. And that's the match everybody wants to see. I think. I just don't see Beth Phoenix coming back that fast. Like I talked about this a while ago. Like I think Beth would come back from later. Later, yeah, to set up a match with Rhea at Mania. Okay. So I feel like Beth coming back at the Rumble probably makes the most sense. Maybe like right after Rhea Ripley enters, she comes out the next entrant. <laughs> Joe laughing at Braun Strowman, I would assume. Yeah, bowling ball. Uh, this is also just a match that I'm not looking forward to. At all. <laughs> I'm not either. Strowman <laughs> versus Omas. I I think this is also tough, but I'm probably gonna go Braun. Oh yeah, I'm going Braun. Makes the most sense to me. I think he'll get cheered in Saudi versus Omas. And oh yeah, uh, he's the greatest Royal Rumble winner. That's true. Who could forget? He's got a green belt, I think. You know, I actually had a lot of trouble figuring out who my who not on the card is going to be. What did you come up with? Um, I was going to go Jake Paul, but then I looked at the Wikipedia page. Yeah, so Jake Paul's on the Wikipedia page. Um, I'll tell you who's not on the Wikipedia page, and this is not who I'm picking. Paul Heyman's not on the Wikipedia page. Mm. Um, which was weird, but then I remembered he also wasn't at the last Saudi show. Um, or no, oh. he wasn't at Clash, hmm. right? 
Yeah, that was know. the one. Yeah, right. Well, he no, wasn't no on one... TV for a long time before then either. Yeah. So there, there were there was an injury storyline there. Yeah, I feel like I would have to look back, but the other one I was thinking about doing was um, Sheamus because the Brutes are taking on. I think he's on his honeymoon, dude. The Usos. Well, are you saying Sheamus is? Yeah. Either way, I wasn't. I'm not going to pick him either, um, because I looked at all of the Saudi show history, and Sheamus hasn't been at a, sh- a Saudi show since like 2017. The best bet is Mansoor. That's what I was going to go with. I'm, I think <laughs> I'm going to go with Mansoor. Yeah, it's a good bet, and then obviously always good uh, Saudi bets because they're WWE ambassadors, and Titus O'Neil is there. Uh, Titus O'Neil and Natalia. Oh, that's also yeah. Those are also good picks. But yeah, I, I'm right now. I'm probably leaning Mansoir, Mansoir, same same. Yeah. Um, I did have a question going back to the Roman Reigns and Miz thing because I just noticed it from my notes. Um, who do you think will be Roman's one last feud before WrestleMania? I, I would imagine more. he's. I would imagine he's going to have one more feud. Um, he's, he's definitely going to have a WrestleMania feud. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he's going to feud with somebody sorry, at, uh, and Royal have a Rumble. match at the Rumble. Braun Strowman. Oh, you think Braun? Only if he wins. It could be Braun. Um, I didn't. I hadn't thought about that. I was thinking. It, it all depends on what they're going to do at Mania. Like. If if they're gonna do Rock and Roman at Mania, I could see the Rumble opponent being Bray, but I think that story's gonna go a little slower. And honestly, I think at this point, my pick for some reason is Finn. For what? To face Roman at Rumble. That'd be good. That'd be really good. But I, I and like I, they could I, they could take the story back to like Finn losing last time for bullshit reasons because then they never like really <laughs> figured out why the demon fell off the ropes like who cut the ropes they never went back to that but no. they could easily go back to that and like bring that story back have him have one more awesome match with Roman at the Rumble he he would lose but I don't know could be that. Yeah, that would be my pick. I don't know if you had any other thoughts or anybody else that you were thinking. I yeah, I, I really don't have anything. Um, Gray Wyatt makes sense, but you want to see him win and you also want to see Roman win. So maybe not. I think Bray will. I think Bray is going to be a very, very slow burn. I don't know, because I also think he could lose one of the titles before Mania still. And yeah, I think he fair. should lose one of them before Mania. So probably at the Rumble? Yeah. Or maybe at Elimination Chamber. So it's got to be somebody that can carry the title to Mania. I mean, why not Finn? It could be Finn. It could be Bray. Or Rollins. It should Rollins be Bray. again. No, Rollins is the U.S. champion. I have no fucking clue, dude. Rollins been a double champ before. Yeah, I don't think they're going to the do US that, With the U.S. title, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I could see them doing that. Um, yeah, I don't know either. Oh, one fuck more, yeah, dude. One more note here from Raw. It was the main event women's tag team championship match. Um, we don't really talk about the women's tag team championships, or at least we didn't used to, but now they appear to be in a better spot. 
Um, Alexa Bliss and Asuka are the new women's tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, that was weird. Did a lot for me as far as my predictions go for tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. they now have a match tomorrow. Uh, they have their rematch against Damage Control Your Narrative tomorrow. So I don't see them losing those titles. But I also don't see all three them plus Bianca holding all three championships at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think Bailey might win. You think Bailey's going to win? I think so. Mm. Mm. That's what I'm leaning right now. We will see. But I don't know. It, it, it strictly stems from Monday's main event result. I can't. If Bailey doesn't win here, she's never going to win it with um, Bi- with Bianca as the champ, at least. Yeah, I mean, they've just had so many matches. And then also, like, if Bailey wins here, like, they're going to have another fucking match, probably. Yeah. But in reality, like, off, in reality, like, who else is there? There's no one. Unless like, Charlotte returns. Charlotte, like, you don't have Charlotte, Sasha, Re- or Becky. See, the, the good thing about Bianca retaining is you can get a Bianca and Rhea feud and it would be heel face. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to do that if Rhea is going to face, which I do strongly feel that Rhea is going to face Beth at Mania. I do. I do too. For And that will not be a title. That will not be for the title. That's true. Um, I don't know. I could also see maybe uh, control your control your narrative, damage control your narrative. Like I don't want to see them turn on them, actually. Dude, you're so smart. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Well, no, no, I was I wasn't saying that. I'm saying I'm looking at a poster for SmackDown next week of the Usos versus the New Day. And that going along with their their uh promo from before of them saying we're still the longest reigning tag champs. You're I told so you dude. smart, dude. You're so I told smart. you. I told you. It had to happen. And that's gonna lead right into the Brawling Brutes and New Day versus the Bloodline at Survivor Series inside of War Games. Oh, that'd be so good. Oh, it's going to be so fucking good. Oh, throw a fourth team in there and make it Santos Escobar and... No, that would be five on five right there. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Never mind. All right. Um, Let's get into NXT. Oh, we're just now starting the... What I would think is the main event of SmackDown, Intercontinental Championship match. Yeah. Uh this is either going to be an absolute beatdown by Gunther or this is going to be a really good match. This is, this is like match of the year potential. I'm leaning towards really good match right now because it is 9:35. And I think this is the main event. So, we'll see. Uh but NXT. Uh our truth was at NXT again. Unfortunately, he got hurt. He took a Pe- really bad bump like to the outside. Yeah, people were blaming uh Grayson Waller, but it was not Grayson Waller's fault at all. It was R Truth doing a jump, a flip over the top rope and catching the top rope as he came down and yeah, landing. It on was his not leg. good. It was bad, but it wasn't Grayson Waller's fault. Not entirely, at least. Grayson didn't catch him, but you know, it was an act. It was, it was tr- Truth. Truth did the like landed wrong. Yeah, it was. It was a bad dive to the outside by Truth. Yeah, which sucks because like. Truth's been on tour, I guess, for the last couple months, so he hasn't been on our TV. 
and I guess internally there was a tag team of Shelton Benjamin and R Truth. Wait, on listed. tour doing what? Rapping, dude. He's a rapist. He's a rapper. Careful oh, with that sorry. word. Sorry, sorry. That's <laughs> Jesus, Joe. Sorry, it's the beer. He's a. You just almost called our truth a. I'm not even gonna say it. You just changed <laughs> that. You just changed that short a sound to a long a sound. That's a completely different word. Sorry, a rapper. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I, I I see now. I know what you're talking about. That would have been bad. That would have been really bad. Um, um <laughs> yeah, he was he, he was on tour rapping, but I guess like internally they've been uh listing Shelton Benjamin and R Truth as a tag team. And now we're not gonna see that. No. I don't know how bad it is. Like, do you know what his injury was? No, but it I mean the fact that he couldn't walk out by himself says that it could it's require surgery. Yeah. Um the other the other note I took. Uh, before we get to my big news um, for NXT was Ava Rain and this, uh, what do they call themselves? Schism promo. Jism, uh, I think. The only thing that I could think about during this entire thing was Ava Rain's teeth. She's got some big teeth. Yeah. She had, she, oh, what's an animal that's got big teeth? Like a beaver? She looks like a beaver. It's not, not good. That's not or, nice. I mean, she's that's, got big teeth. What does she so, have? What's she looks like Roman Reigns when Roman Reigns came back and he had like really weird teeth because he got the the teeth thing. What's it called? Teethectomy. Teethectomy. I think it's a teethectomy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's definitely not called. Fuck. What is that called? What is it actually called? Verniers. Yeah. It looks like she's yeah she has those. It just looks weird as fuck. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and talk shit on the rock's daughter just in case, just in case he's listening. That's and fair. I know also I respect Ava rain greatness. Yeah. Or <laughs> no, I said, I said Ava rain who has yet to show her greatness, but she did debut with the schism, which is a bad sign or a good sign. Again, rock had the, had a terrible debut. So that's true. I mean, we just need a year for her to figure out her character. And how good she is on the mic. If she's really good on the mic, my God. The, yeah, that's the, one, the limit. That's one thing that that people were saying positively um, was that like during that backstage segment, she could talk. Yeah, but it's also pre-taped. So it could be as many takes as they want to make her look good. And that's exactly what I thought as well. Is It's a pre-taped batch backstage segment. So regardless of if she was talking well or not, it doesn't matter. But still, like... She could be the best woman on the mic because she could be convincing. I've been I've I've long said that women are just not convincing as heels and on the mic. I like one thing I really don't like is heel Becky because she she gets on the mic and she just starts screaming. But then she gasps in the middle of her sentence. She'll be like, I'm so pissed off about this. <laughs> like, I loved the man. I don't like, know. I don't know if it's that exaggerated, but yeah, I know <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> All right. It's like she forgets to breathe. Yeah. All right. Um uh next thing I had here, the uh the Chase U stuff, Joe. Yeah, Bodie, Bodie Hayward. Bodie Hayward got released. 
um they they played it off saying he got or he lost his scholarship which was pretty funny but duke hudson now the flag bearer for chase U. yeah and uh he tried to cheat during the match that thea hale had with kiana james and uh andre chase wasn't having any of that and i think kiana james ended up winning no i think she lost because that was basically the distraction that I caused her to lose. I honestly don't remember. I got James defeated Hale by by pinfall. Okay, then that's that's what I just said, right? Keanu James won. Keanu James won. Yeah, I think that's what I said. Oh, if it is, it's just because James and Hale are so are both such generic. Like I don't care names. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, but either way, I'm still very excited for all of this Chase U stuff with Duke Hudson. It's at Chase U, it's just one of the best gimmicks in NXT. Um, but the biggest news of the night for me, Odyssey Jones, his in-ring return. He looked great. Odyssey Jones yeah. is amazing. It's up against nobody Javi. Yeah, nobody Javi. Exactly what he calls himself and what everyone else calls him. Oh, it was he's such a lame character. I wouldn't even call him a character at this point. I don't know. It, it's like it's like barely been around. It's like bad magic Mike or Matt Menard. Matt Menard. What daddy magic? Daddy magic. Yeah, it's like daddy magic, Matt Menard and his character, but just made worse. Like, what, and that's saying a their, lot. What was their tag team name in NXT? Ever rise. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were so bad in nxt and <laughs> in AEW, i think they're like tolerable and i don't even think they're sometimes i don't even think they were bad in nxt they were just the jobber team yeah that's, that's not that's their true. fault and then and then they debuted on AEW, and they were still the jobber team until jericho came around yeah like 2.0 was still a jobber team that's fair so i i and when this js thing they're just started, funnier on the mic yeah, when this JAS thing started, like I said the same. I said to Chad, who, who fucking hated it more than anything, like Chris Jericho builds young talent. Like yeah. regardless of if, if if you hate him right now, he builds young talent and he takes people that are struggling, i.e., two or Ever Rise, um, and he he makes them somewhat relevant. And even though we still hate JAS, they're relevant. Every single one of them. More specifically, Daniel Garcia and Chris Jericho, but yeah. like they still have plenty of TV time. Yeah, um, we love we'll to, get to that. We don't we'll hate to. That. They're not. They're not cringe level, except for I'll choke you out. Uh, I'll choke you out. J and a JS and a JS. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just gonna say fuck it. I'll say this now, but I am so sick of the BBC versus the Jazz. Yeah, Chris Jericho feuds go way too long. So like, long. J- like, just give Daniel the uh, just Ring of just Honor keep the Ring already. of Honor thing going. I don't mind that. Just keep the BBC out of it. Like, yeah, I don't know. We'll, but we'll but talk that, about but uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of like the internal uh, debates or feuds going on in the big black. They're, they're, sorry, the uh, Blackpool <laughs> Combat Club. Yeah, yeah, like, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, elsewhere on NXT, Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction celebrated Mandy's one year, uh, cel- like her one year celebration as NXT Women's Champion. Um, sup? 
Brew was pissed that uh that Alba Fire was going to be facing Mandy Rose again. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. She is a character, Alba Fire that is, that I don't care at all about. Good wrestler. Don't care yeah. a lick about her character. I think after that segment is when scripts came on. Who the fuck yeah. is scripts? Oh my god, get out of my head. My note literally says who the fuck is scripts? I have no idea. I can't. Do you think it's do you think it's somebody coming from the main roster or do you think it's a debut? Like I a think new, it's a got I think it's gotta be somebody returning or from the main roster. I just don't I, know who that could be. Because if it's well returning, if, there's a lot of people, but from the main roster is basically the one where I'm like, I've I have no clue who it could be. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of excited for that. I don't know when he's supposed to debut, but you think it's see. a you think it's a guy? I guess it could be a girl. We were we found out that anybody could be a girl when Ava Rain was the person that was behind the mask last week. Yeah, I don't think it's a debut. It doesn't feel like a. So debut you don't think it's me. a new performance center person, basically? No, no, I it doesn't feel like that to me. And the reason I maybe say it's that Adam is, Cole, dude. It's not Adam Cole. <laughs> you know, it's not Adam. Cole. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, Bobby Fish. <laughs> Oh my God! If it's Bobby Fish, I think he signed an Impact contract. Yeah, he did. He showed up in Impact like a like a month or two ago. Um, and then the opening segment and main event all dealt with each other. So it was Braun Breaker and Wesley, and they went up against Pretty Deadly for the tag titles. Um, I thought the opening segment was kind of meh. Even though all of the well, three out of the four people involved, I don't give a fuck about Braun Breaker on the microphone, but the match was pretty good. I enjoyed the yeah. match, um, and it looked honestly it looked like Wesley and Braun Breaker might actually become double champs for a second until Mello ruined everything and cost Wesley the match, which mm-hmm. probably the right move. Pretty deadly should continue to be tag champs. I thought they were a little better tonight based off of just a better than normal. Yeah. Uh, on Tuesday, not extraordinary. Like they used to be. They're yes, still boy. two. They're still the two tastiest snacks on all of NXT though. <laughs> yes, boy. And side plate check. Let's not forget about the side plate check. You know, you've made it when you've got side plates. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, pretty deadly wins uh, the main event. The whole mellow thing, though, it kind of got ruined. I don't know if you remember this, but there was like a horrible camera cut where you could see mellow just like chilling at the top of the ramp or you could see somebody chilling at the top of the ramp and you just kind of knew something was about to happen and they cut away from it. And then like 10 seconds later, mellow interfered. Does that mean mellow is Braun Breaker's next feud or? No, I think he's going to feud with Wesley. That's what I would think. Hopefully, it's one more feud where Wesley beats him fair and square. Yeah. And Mello goes to the main roster. I want Mello on the main roster so bad. Yeah. I, he would do amazing. You're not wrong. I don't want him with Hit Row. I think it'd be racist if they put him with Hit Row. Yeah. I don't know about racist, but that would be like a Vince McMahon move. Yeah. It's just like it. I do. I do. I did always hate like how he did that. It's like, Here's a group of black people. Let's put them all like let's put them all in the same group. 
Except her business. No complaints about her business. Except that they broke up too early. It's not a compl- like they. It seems like they always do really well when they do it. It's just like, yeah, but it's it's the same thing. It's the Ibuki Warriors. It's Kabuki. Oh, it's the Nation of Domination. Yeah, and Owen Hart. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget about Owen Hart being in the Nation. Forgot about that. It was awesome. <laughs> That's like Sami Zayn being in the Bloodline. That is actually very true. <laughs> <laughs> Sami Zayn's really oozy though. That's true. All right. Um, let's finish out with dynamite. Uh, so I got we had. Let's see. Uh, I'm honestly, yeah, uh, dynamite was not that good. Okay, so let's let's get to the uh, the the blaring thing that we have to talk about, which is the new debut. Um, but before we get to the new debut. Uh, I guess we'll go to the beginning of the match, right? So let's specifically talk about the fact that there was a Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal match. Sure, and that happened. And someone dressed as Sting was uh, was came to the outside and betrayed Darby Allen. I did for a split second think it was Sting. Yeah. So did the commentary team. And then they were like, no, Sting paints his face. It's not a mask. And then who does it end up being? It's fucking Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. <laughs> I don't two, know what his name is dimes. anymore. Yeah, two dimes. I don't, his name I don't is know. Cole Carter now. Oh, okay. It's Joe Burrow. <laughs> he looks like Joe Burrow. He looks exactly like him. But yeah. Um, and then it turns out uh, Jeff Another, Jarrett. Like, yeah, well, Jeff Jarrett's it's, now in AEW. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sting's music plays, and then you think Sting's going to enter again. They double faked us, and then Jeff Jarrett comes out behind uh, Darby Allen and hits him with a guitar, and uh, we're officially in TNA. Uh, yeah, pretty much. They signed Jeff all. Jarrett's there. They, they and... signed. They they threw all their money at the legends, and then Jeff Jarrett showed up, and ooh, and it's already on the decline. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's just. Like, the it's, things like I'm looking for the good things on Dynamite, and it was like the daddy ass birthday bash was good. Yeah. Um, it was fun to see Colt Cabana come back, but that match wasn't great. And this, yeah, this is not me actually saying that that Jeff Jarrett's not going to do a good job. He's got 20 years more experience than he did when he started TNA, but and he's not running it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but AEW has already done all this, the stuff, the mistakes of early TNA and they are on a decline and it's really, uh, it's just ironic that Jeff Jarrett's the next guy that they signed after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had that Cole Cabana was the one who answered Jericho's, uh, challenge for a former ring of honor champion. Love uh, that. Not a former Ring of Honor world champion, but a two-time tag team champion in Cole Cabana. Yeah, I was really happy probably, about that because probably I hate con- this probably confirms that CM Punk is released. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta, it's got, it's gotta be a just a slap in the face to CM Punk, which I love. That, that was my thought. Um, other interesting things they had the backstage interview with Renee and Soraya, where Britt Baker was also supposed to be there, but she wasn't because she's too good for that, I guess. Which I think she said. Um, but Renee asking Soraya if she's still hurt and her not answering the question. 
she's well she said i'm gonna hold off one more week on that i have one more doctor i need to talk to and then i guess after that twitter uh kept on tagging famous doctors like dr dre and dr phil and dr oz (laughs) i didn't see that (laughs) that's pretty funny um she should probably talk to dr dre he'll he'll, yeah yeah he'll figure it out um yeah the birthday bash uh the best thing to come out of this one the foam the scissor foam foam fingers being the the new way that they can scissor with daddy ass while he's got broken fingers and we could buy those now i'm a little pissed off that i wasn't able to buy those when i was there last week yeah yeah that sucks um but the best thing to come out of this was uh they got beat up by somebody oh the ass boys yeah they came out and ftr saved the day and they took a good hard look at the AEW tag team titles and that might be a match that we get at full gear which excites the shit out of me isn't two full gear like two weeks away at this point i think it's yeah you might be right that's not good i don't like, what do they have announced for full gear except for Mox and MJF? I don't know. I can look that up real quick. Ooh, um, I, I, I'm looking at it right now. Like, it is. It's Saturday, November 19th. That is the day that I am going to a wedding. That's two weeks away. Yeah. Two weeks uh, so the acclaimed are already facing Swerve in our glory at full gear. So that's awkward. Um, Tony Storm is facing Jamie Hayter. So, and so. the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final. There's only four matches. Yeah, it's uh, they're they're not doing a great job. This is like, how many more dynamites do they have? Two. Two. They have two more dynamites to fill out this card. And usually they have like 13 matches. Well, and... for, for one, hopefully there's not 13 matches. Oh uh, yes, yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I think there's going to be a. Well, is there going to be a trios match? Because Pac is kind of being very unusy right now. He's not being very usy. I don't know. I mean, they're they're just there's that would be the best point. place for Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks to return, and that's when it's going to happen. I hope so. They're white rabbiting us right now. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, at this point, like it's just going to be a card of thrown together matches at the last second. And yeah, it's which is suck. what the which is what the last pay per view. No, not the last pay per view. The pay per view before that. The, and there's uh, probably going to be some Jazz versus BBC match, which I'm not looking forward to at all. Yeah, it's uh, it's looking bad. I am looking forward to MJF winning. I think so too. Write that down in Sharpie. That is erasable. I don't have a Sharpie, just in case. I was just being dramatic. Um, let's see. The only other thing, so I'll, I will say I didn't watch the main event because um, so I watched Dynamite yesterday on Thursday on recording the main event, but the main event oh. was Samoa Joe versus uh, Brian Cage. Brian and Cage. I saw how much Twitter complained about it. So I didn't even watch it. Yeah, it was a match. It was and a big, then, big man match. Yeah. And then the only other thing it was the all Atlantic tree uh, three way match. Jungle Boy is back. So Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus will definitely be a full gear match. That's that's something I just forgot about. Yeah. Um, And then Orange Cassidy wins this triple trip match. And the match was to have a match signed against your dream opponent. 
Yeah, it's, it was the which, Atlantic City Dream Match or something yeah, like that. For, I think that's happening tonight at is Rampage. That, is that tonight? Yeah, I think so too. And Orange Cassidy is facing uh, Katsuyori Shibata. Yeah. And which is kind of wild. Shibata Bun also sa- said that his dream match is against uh, Brian Danielson. And there's reports that Danielson and Shibata Bun are going to be facing each other. Why are you calling him Shibata Bun? Because his name is Shibata and Shibata is uh, a type sounds of like, bun. That's so, Shibata. Yeah, it sounds like it, though. That's fair. I'll give you that. It's like when you say take a shitta, even though his name is take Takashita. You have to know what the name is if you want to make fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> like Shibata. I'm just kidding. I was that one was a joke. It wasn't a good joke. We try. We try on the show. Um, anything else for Dynamite? Mm, no. Uh, let me see. Did we miss any matches on Crown Jewel? I think we kind of talked about all of them. Um, Roman's obviously gonna win. I think we said that already, though. Yeah. Lesnar and Lashley, I think might actually be the hardest match on the card. It's tough. It's uh, it's McMahon era versus Triple H era. Is Brock Lesnar still there because he's going to be that dominant person? Or is he there to look be the dominant person that, that they've built over the years but then elevate other big men? I don't know. Like, how much elevating does Bobby Lashley really need? He, Bobby uh, Lashley. He's, he's not at Brock Lesnar level. No, but I don't think he ever will be, even if he beats Lesnar here. No. It's tough. It is tough. I don't know. I'm probably going to pick Lesnar. Okay. I I really, like, it just seems safer to me. I don't know. Just go with the Vegas odds, man. I could also do that. Mm-hmm. Is that what you do? No. I was going to say, if maybe that's what Alex does. Oh, man. That son of a bitch. I bet that's what Alex does. That son of a bitch. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. Anyways, next week, we're going to have our beer ratings from Crown Jewel, which happens tomorrow uh, or yesterday when you're listening to this. And yeah, all the fallout from that show. Hopefully there's no flight delays or anything this time um, like there was all those years ago where everyone got stuck in Saudi Arabia Mm because that would suck. And then also um, AEW hopefully starts building towards full gear a little bit more because they've only got two dynamites left. Uh, As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe. Catch you on down the road. Thinking about you